feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. You can't help but think long term Neil Lennon won't be the Celtic manager It's so similar to Rangers 9 in a row That squad just evaporated The bottle has collapsed before So you know if they, if they drop one If they drop a couple of points You know they might stop every tiny chance Any comeback relies on Rangers slipping up This year they have a, a different mentality They have a, a mindset Everybody questioned their endurance in a title race Well so far they're going okay, okay. The Goal Radio Football Show With Paul Cooney, Rob McLean and Barry Ferguson With OPC Energy Limited the renewable energy specialists call 0808 17 17 700 Hello everyone, good evening. Yes, the weather dominates the news. The sunshine of Dubai and the furore over Celtic's mid-season training camp to the sub-zero temperatures here in Scotland and the effect it could have on the fixtures this weekend. One is off tonight already in the Scottish Cup. It's Camelin or Camelin against Brora Rangers. That is off. Other news this evening, Motherwell about to appoint their new manager. We'll bring you news as soon as we hear of it in the next 24 hours. There'll be a new boss of Motherwell. Who will it be? Is it Tommy Wright? Is it going to be Keith Lasley, Graham Alexander and Simon Grayson mentioned as well? And Sunderland looking to get Kevin Nisbet, the striker at Hebs who has been on fire this season. Could he be on his way to the Stadium of Light? So what do you think? 0808 17 17 700. It's the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Paul Cooney, Rob McLean and the former Rangers and Scotland. I almost said striker, the skipper, <laughs> Barry Ferguson. Barry, isn't it Baltic? It is. Um, listen, it's uh, the type of weather it is. It's, it's obviously uh, causing mayhem in the football world. Our game was called off last night. Our pitch is like a, an ice rink. And um, we need to train indoors tomorrow. So the way the weather's looking all week, I think there's going to be a few more cancellations. The football's been keeping us going, Rob, even though the fans can't be there. And this weekend, well, the Rangers game is on Sunday. Aberdeen against Rangers. Celtic Monday night, Celtic against Hibs. But the weather isn't looking good over the weekend. And Dundee United, St Johnson Saturday. Killy against Hamilton. Livy against Ross County. And St Mirren against Motherwell. That'll be one of the stories of the next day or two. Will the games go ahead? Yeah, I think there's going to be, as Barry says, there are going to be some casualties because of the weather. And of course, uh, as we were saying on the show last night, Celtic could find themselves 22 points behind come Monday night when they get back from Dubai to that game against Hibs. You mentioned St Mirren there, Paul, and the news is just through that that deal that we've been talking about for a couple of days has now been done and Eamon Brophy has signed a pre-contract arrangement to join St Mirren in the summer from Kilmarnock. Um, You just wonder whether they're going to try and crank that one up and and get him to the club uh, during the month rather than waiting till the end of the season. But they've beaten some pretty stiff opposition uh, by to get hold of Brophy have, have St Mirren yeah first and foremost I think it's a great piece of business by um, Jim Goodwin he's a, a player every time I see him play he's not played that much um, for Kilmarnock he's always impressed me uh, and it's one of the ones that he's still a Kilmarnock player until the summer but I, I think St Mirren and Kilmarnock will try and come to some sort of deal 
um, to take him uh, before the window shuts but as I said he's one of the players I think that just needs to settle down and, and play a number of games and I think if he gets a number of games under his belt he's always liable to score a goal There, there was talk of Hibs and Aberdeen and Hearts and yep. St Johnston so there were teams that you would reckon would have much more spending power than uh, St Mirren but maybe of course in these times you, you draw a line you, you, you evaluate the target you set a ceiling on, on what you can pay in terms of, of wages maybe that's let St Mirren into the arrangement or maybe they've just gone big um, yeah, yeah. I think maybe they've got in contact early and done their business early and, and Jim's obviously spoke to him a number of times on the phone and when a manager does that to you, Rob um, it makes you even more keen to go and, go and join him I think St Mirren are a club in the up I think Jim Goodwin's done a fantastic job this season I think he's building a really strong squad and Eamon Brophy's just going to add to that You feel wanted I guess he is almost guaranteed to start at St Mirren maybe and that might be the, de- the deciding factor Yeah it's one of the areas yep. that St Mirren probably lack is in the striker department and I think Brophy will look at that as an opportunity to go and play week in week out I think he's at an age now he needs to do that I think um, previously at Hamilton and obviously commander the last couple of years he's not done that as probably often as he'd, he'd liked um, yep. but as I said he's a player that has always impressed me and I think it's a, a very good move for him and he's got a real chance to start. He'll, he'll need to prove to the manager that he's he's good enough and trained well but yep. I think it's very good business by St Man. So the Wednesday edition of the uh, Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Let's go on the lines now. Stevie's a Rangers fan and he's on the line. Stevie, good evening. Evening. Uh, Rob, how are you doing, Pop? Hi, good. good, yeah. good. Paul's good. here, Rob's here and Barry's here. So And Barry's saying Happy New Year to you. Well, Happy we'll, New Year, Barry. We'll Happy are. New Year. So what's on your mind, Stevie? Must have been a good New well, Year for you. Well, it was a brilliant New Year after the 2nd of January, obviously. <laughs> um, but I want to ask Fergie, because um, obviously he's a Rangers man, a legend at the club. Um, but I want him to take his uh, Rangers glasses off, right? They're off. <laughs> are, we, are we going to win the week? Look, they're in pole position. There's no doubt about it, but I, I, look, I'm not going to just join the bandwagon. I've said it for the last well, couple of months since I've been, I've been or since the, the show on. started. <laughs> um, there's still a lot of football to be played, but if you're asking me, the now I think this month of January, if you look at the games, you've got Aberdeen away, Hibs away, uh, Muddle away, and there's another couple of games thrown in amongst that as well. I think if they come through that with full points. I think then it's the time to start um, believing that you're, we're going to um, win the, the title. But as I said, there's still a lot of football to be played. And I think that the attitude that's coming out from, first and foremost, the manager and the players, yeah. when you listen to them doing interviews, they're keeping level-headed, they're keeping their feet in the ground. And that's the most important thing. When you think things have won, it comes back and slaps you in the face. So they've got the right attitude and they're going about their business in the right way for me. Stevie, what do you think? Well, I'm I'm like I'm I'm actually like Barry Ferguson. Um, I'm I'm not one of these fans who says, "Oh, that's like one misses that, that's whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, even after the old film game on the second, I said we actually deserve to get probably four or five foot passers mm-hmm. that day. But we've came back without losing a goal, came out in the second half and improved. And Stephen Gerrard's that one change Hardy coming on I think that changed the game Rob it is like the form of champions not, not playing yeah. at their best but they're getting the results yeah and the, and the whole the whole reason the, that Rangers will win the title is because the um, 
Stephen Gerrard has the same attitude as you, Stevie, and, and Barry. It it is this let's stay focused and 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 take take each game uh, one game at a time. It's the it's the cliche that that us in the right. in the media business hate. But 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 it, it's it's that business like approach. Rangers have a completely different mentality than than the squad had last season when it all collapsed. It's not going to happen this time around for that for that very no. reason. I was just looking at the game, Stevie, and as Barry was saying, so it's away to Aberdeen, away to Motherwell. There's an away game. At Hibs as well, and in the middle of all that, there's a home game against Ross County. So, so there I'd are be them. Quite happy. Yeah. To be honest, I'd be if we can take points at Aberdeen because it's always a notorious place to go. Yeah. We we don't usually do quite well up there. So, if we go up there and even take a point up there, I'd be delighted. Um, away at Hibs is always tough. Um, beating Ross County at home should be a formality, and then even three points at Motherwell away. I think if we can come through that with maybe, what, nine points, ten points maybe. Yeah. But, but, but what, you have to, what you've got to build into the equation as well is that that's on, you know, you're being tentative about it and, and Barry as well on the basis that Celtic are going to continue this this winning, that well, it was a winning run yeah. until they went to, to Ibrox, you know, coming back from their break and, and, and putting some wins on the board. Th- there is no ma- There's no margin for error for Celtic at all here. Yeah. yeah. But that's my next point is what is going to happen with them with this Dubai trip? Are they going to be allowed to come back and play games? Is the points going to be given away? What's, what is actually going to happen with that? I think nothing is the answer to yeah. that. Well, it was clear the SFA are, are not going to take any further action. Um, and it's clear to me um, when that statement got released that yeah. the SFA were totally fine with Celtic going to uh, Dubai. But going on and in terms of the Rangers players and the Rangers management they've got to go in with the mindset that Celtic are going to win every game yeah. if you go in and you think Celtic are going to drop a point here or you look at the fixtures don't care what your opposition are, are doing worry about number one and that is going to Pataudry on Sunday which is going to be a tough one I've seen Aberdeen um, I've, I know what Derek McInnes um, has got up there he's got a very good team and that's going to be one of the hardest ones but this month of January I'll set Rangers up. Stevie said a draw on Sunday. No, you can't go but in with the mindset of draw. No. You've got to go up Rangers and try and win. win. Yeah. 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 Obviously, obviously, I don't want to go up there and take no. a draw, but yeah. if, if it comes to it, if it comes to yeah. that we, we settle for a draw at the end of the 90 minutes, it's better not defeat. Stevie, can we ask you something? Where would you uh, strengthen the squad if you were Stephen Gerrard? <sighs> Good question. Because <laughs> obviously the transfer window is open, and Rob, if you move slightly, I'll see there's 25 days and 23 hours left. We'll call it 26 days left. Would you strengthen at all? Yeah, yeah, I would. I think we need another centre half. There's just something about Hilhander and Balagon that I'm not too comfortable mm. with. Um, I think we need somebody, like, we need another golf kind of type player or an Amoruso or. Some something like that alongside Golson. I don't think they two boys have got it. One's got pace and one's slow as anything. But I don't know, it's just there's something about them that I'm not keen on. It, it sounds <laughs> like George George Edmondson is gonna God. depart. That's that's not gonna be the surprise yeah. of the season that he and Jordan Jones are shunted out somewhere on loan in the course of January. So so that there's gonna be some some element of wages off the bill. I mean, would there would there would you replace Edmondson in terms of a, another central defender, Barry? Yeah, well he he's a fourth 
central defender. Yeah. I, I know Basic and Kamania they played against Falkirk. Um, I think three or four weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but I always think the best time to strengthen is when you're on top. And I do firmly believe that the manager will bring in one or two players. And as Rob just mentioned there, it does look like Le- Edmondson and, and Jordan Jones will go out to get game time. That frees up a bit of money. Um, and also they've got a bit of money, obviously, for the Europa League run. So I do think the manager will go and strengthen. He'll probably look at the right-back area. I know young Nathan Patterson in time will become, for me, a fully-fledged Rangers first-team player. Um, How good is he? Young Patterson. Yeah, he, yep. he's, he's definitely got all the attributes. Uh, and he's learning. He's only young. He's only, I think, he's 19 years old. Yeah, yeah. Correct me if yeah. I'm, I'm wrong there. He's only and, 19. So and, he's... and you only have to listen to Stephen Gerrard, Paul, talking about yeah. him, as he did recently, yeah. raving about him, saying, as long as I'm at the club, this guy's yeah. going to be in and around the first team. And, and maybe a six-month maybe a six month loan makes all sorts of sense to get him some game time, Barry. But but he's definitely got a future with Rangers, no yeah, doubt about took, it. Yeah, took your words out of my mouth, Rob. I, I think they may look to bring in somebody experienced and let young Nathan go and get that experience mm-hmm. of playing week in, week out at first team level. But I do think the manager will strengthen. There's no doubt in my mind about that. What do you think? What do you What do you think, Rob? Do you think there's anybody from Kelty Hearts that we might go to Brennan? You know, <laughs> Barry, <laughs> you couldn't afford any of them. All right, Stevie. Listen, thanks very much for calling Go Radio. No problem. Cheers. All we'll the speak best. To you again. Cheers, Cheers uh, Stevie there, Rangers fan. 0808 uh, 17 17 700 to call for the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Rob McLean. And uh, you can contact us on the socials at Go Football Show or text your message, Go plus your message to 87474. Man United, Man City on tonight, Rob. Mm, that's uh, good. Barry, isn't that a great sounds one? Good. Yeah, looking forward to watching that. Yeah, I'm in the middle of Night Manager on, uh, on, oh, I, yeah. on iPlayer though, so... Had did you not um, watch it? I, no, I've oh, seen yeah, it before. I know, I'm, I know I'm watching right. it again yeah. and it's absolutely Le brilliant. Carry. Oh, it's yeah. great. Okay. Great. The locations, Mallorca, uh-huh. Zermatt uh, in Switzerland, uh, Madrid. Oh, it's just great. Glossy television. Love Remember it. those days. Yep. I'll need to watch that. Yep, yep. I, I'm watching Power just now. Oh, you love it, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tommy love, and all that and yeah. Ghost. Ghost yeah. is now a ghost, isn't he? Yeah. Yep, oh, he have I wasted it for those that haven't <laughs> no, watched no, it? No, no, no. That's a spoiler. You have wasted <laughs> Barry, back to the football, Rob. Thank you for Lucari's moment there, no, who all. passed away no, the other all. week. But what about tonight? Man United against Man City. Yeah, I, I can't yeah. wait for it. I hope it's better than the last one. Um, I, I didn't particularly enjoy watching that one. It was um, terrible, wasn't it? Yeah, but listen, it's a semi-final. It's a chance to get in the final. Two teams on form. Um, I watched Man City against oh, Chelsea. How good were they? For 25 minutes of the, the, the last bit of the first half, they were outstanding. Yep. Outstanding. Yep. De Bruyne I don't think yeah, yeah, there's a better player just now and what? I think is, is he going to sign I, <laughs> I see the well yeah. I, I would imagine they'll, they'll try their, their very best to get him but Did you see the, the salary that, sorry 280,000 a week they're talking about but they're not sure if that's enough to keep him well I, I think listen it's crazy crazy wages just now but the, the guy is special yeah. but a special mention for the young Phil Ford and I was speaking to Rob about it on Monday oh. I thought he was exceptional as well he's what a player he's going to be well he's already a, a top top player but I love watching him and it was also good to see Billy Gilmore he came on for the last yeah. 20 minutes or so for, 
for Chelsea um, he's another one that we've all got high hopes for and I think it's a future um, Scottish international and Chelsea love him Frank Lampard uh, he absolutely loves him Billy Gilmore surely with a great future Rob yeah I'm not yeah. sure about Frank Lampard's future no indeed I, it, because, I mean it's, sure. it's unbelievable yeah. isn't it how quickly it, all, it all changes Ole Gunnar yeah. Solskjaer one yeah. minute he's going to get sacked and the next minute you know he's the bee's knees and he's heading towards the top of the, the league that is that is some title race in the English Premier League isn't it I mean that is so tough to call yep it's one of the tightest I've seen in a, a, a number of years. There's there's four or five clubs there that are all within two or three points of each other. Um, I know you reckon there's a title race up here as well, but there's yeah. certainly one down there. <laughs> there's, a, there's one down there. I mean, I went for Liverpool at the start yeah. there. They obviously get beat there mm-hmm. at, at Southampton, um, but it's it's um, it's looking good down there. And I see uh, the manager's got himself uh, into a final. Mourinho has taken Spurs yeah. to, and he always wins a trophy, and he's one game away Incredible. from winning they, the they've League got Cup. They've a chance of winning the Premier League this year. I know, I know yeah. there a lot of people say they're not yeah. great to watch, but do you know what? One thing Mourinho knows what how to do and how to get mm-hmm. it is wins. Certainly is. Love, love, I love the reaction of the Southampton manager. Ah, you were speaking tears. about that win against yep. Liverpool at the weekend, uh, down on his knees and in tears at the end. And even even in his aftermatch interviews, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes later, he was still greeting. And it was brilliant. It was absolutely I don't mind a bit of say. passion, Rob. No, yeah, not sure. at all. Yeah. I don't mind that. Well, think back to Ryan Christie. Yep, <laughs> in the exactly. Match, in the match we loved from 2020. Yeah, and Jurgen Klopp having a, a go about uh, the penalties and saying we don't get nearly as many as Manchester United. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a sign that Klopp is getting to Klopp. But a long, long way to go isn't there I mean you know Liverpool you can't count them out they're joint top with Man United so you're going to still stick with Liverpool yeah the, ah, listen they're, they're obviously yeah. one player down I, I know one player never makes a team but Van Dijk is yep. without yep. doubt yep. The, the best centre half in the world he, yep. he's going to be a massive miss and they've also got a few injuries at the, at the back but I still think They'll, they'll, they'll win it but it will not be as easy as people okay. think Who's going to be the new Motherwell manager we're going to speak about that next what about Celtic and if you roar about them in Dubai I know it's been on the front pages the back pages mm-hmm. everyone's had their say on it we see the pictures now of the training going on in the sunshine I think some people are wishing we were in those kind of temperatures but here at home what's going to happen this weekend with the weather where it's going to be minus 7 on Friday so it's going to uh, we'll be keeping the weather eye on that for you we're back with more next the Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show Wednesday night. January the 6th, 2021. Can you believe it, Barry? Does it seem a while ago the Christmas and New Year celebrations were now in lockdown, but trying to bring positivity on the football for the public? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard into, into lockdown again until the, the end of January. But listen, this keeps us going, the, the football show, and I'm lucky enough to, to continue to, to train and, and play, but. I'm saying play, but obviously games cancelled with the weather, but we're lucky enough to get an opportunity to train tomorrow night, so that's keeping me um, sane. Because you've got the cup this weekend, it should be Stranraer at home. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's going to look doubtful, because as we were talking um, off mic there, it's, the temperature's just going to get worse over the next couple of days. Um, so hopefully we can get the game on, if not, there's nothing we can do about it. A few managers have gone already in the Premier League, Stuart Kettlewell, Gary Holt, who was on last night, really good stuff from Gary in the programme. Yeah, good, yeah. And Rob, any time now we'll hear uh, who the new manager of Motherwell is, so they're moving quickly. Yeah, they are. I'm, I'm kind of quite surprised that yeah. they're they're doing it, wanting to do it in time for the game against St Mirren, isn't yeah. it, at the weekend? Yeah. Is this 
after the result at the weekend? Does it yeah, mean it's not I Keith so. Lasley? Yeah, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think that was a shock to everyone, including Keith Lasley. You could see it in his face yeah. in the aftermatch interview. And I, I was really surprised about the result and the performance and everything because um, I know Keith quite well. Barry, I'm sure you know him, mm-hmm. know Keith too. I would have thought he was really in tune with the players. I would have expected a, a bounce. I would have expected quite the opposite mm-hmm. sort of performance against Hamilton than the one he got. And obviously, in terms of making his pitch for the job, that was a big blow. Mm-hmm. Yep, I thought that myself. I, I thought he would have got a kick out the players. Um, and you you seen it with his interview, Rob, yeah. after the game. He, I, I think he was shocked. Yeah, definitely. That That's how it came across to me. He was shocked at a level of, of performance and the way they gave the goals away. Um, and obviously it's not going to help Keith get the job. I hope he's still involved because, listen, he, he spent yeah. a lot of his career at Muddle. Um, yeah. A lot of the fans think a lot of him. Yeah. Um, but I just think now Muddle need a safe pair of hands. I think they, they need somebody who knows the league inside out and that guy for me has got to be Tommy Wright I know other guys have been mentioned Graham Alexander Simon Grayson but I think Muddle need a a manager who knows as I said the Premier League and Mm -hmm. it's important for Muddle to survive I mean you look at the Muddle squad I think they've got a a really talented squad yep um, so it's a very good job for a manager to get what about Simon Grayson his name has come in you mentioned him there former Leeds manager yep what do you think, Rob? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a name, isn't it? But I, I, th- I think I would go for something surefire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'd go for Tommy Wright and Keith Lansley. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I would uh-huh. hope that Tommy Wright, if he came in, would keep Keith Lansley on board as part of that, uh, a part of the management team. Um, but um, who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, may- maybe it's a change. Maybe it's something fresh. Because what you got from. Uh, both from Stephen Robinson in his his last interview as manager and that one from Keith Lasley, they they both sent out the same message, which was a lot of players not performing, a lot of players not delivering, and and that's a real shock when you when you look at some of those some of those players that Mother will have. Yeah, and that's why I was surprised by the result because Keith Lasley, as I know, I've, I played against Keith mm-hmm. plenty of times. He he, he was um, he was in your face type of player, yep. Yep. and and I'm sure he would have been like that. A couple of days leading up to the Hamilton game, so that's why I was surprised at the result. And the biggest thing for me was the performance; they just collapsed after the the first Hamilton goal. Um, but I'm with you. I hope somebody like Keith Lasley is allowed to stay um, involved at the club because he's given a lot of his career to the club. And I think in time he will be a future model manager. And Tommy Wright referred to him the other day, Rob. I think I'm right in saying, and he mentioned, you know, Keith Lasley's there just now. Yeah, right. I'd like to be there. Yeah. Maybe you could be right. I could, you could see that working. Yeah, with, yeah, yep. Keith and that, and that little thread of continuity yep. and, and, the ide- and the identity yep. of Motherwell, which I think is really important. And the well. fans love him, as you said. Yeah. You know, Keith yeah. Lasley. Yeah, tough opponent. We all saw him many, many times play, and there's no messing about. Not the biggest, but I'll tell you, he's, he was, you know, he very strong, about. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does indeed. He did, did a few scraps yeah. with, with Keith in the uh-huh. day. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah. Listen. It, I know a lot of people say he was that type of player to get in your face, but he was also a good footballer, yep. Keith Lasley. Mm-hmm. He's also a really good communicator, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's crucial. And, and, and it's become, I think, all the more important body to the modern-day manager. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That, that's why I, I can see him in time. I think this job's just came a bit too early for Keith. Yep. Um, I think if an experienced guy, like as we mentioned, a Tommy Wright comes in, I think he could learn a hell of a lot of a Tommy Wright and then two or three years down the line I think then mm-hmm. the time could be right for Keith you both think he is the right man for that and Keith Lasley good communicator could be some tips for us Rob and absolutely Keith. we need <laughs> some help let's go to the lines 08 08 17 17 700 Michael's on the line a Celtic fan good evening Michael good evening how's it going lads yeah, good. Hi, Michael. you are you okay 
Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, as good as it can be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think we already said Happy New Year to you a couple of days ago. Um, so, Michael, what are you thinking then, now that we're well into January? The dust has settled uh, from the weekend. What are you thinking about Celtic and what Neil Lennon uh, might do after the weekend? And is, is it looking for new players? What do you reckon? Uh, I, I think that if, if I was in his shoes, I would be looking, I know it's hard in, in this, this uh, transfer window, but I'd be looking for width. I mean, we got all our joy was going down the two two flanks uh, against Rangers, and I think I, f- I phoned a couple a good couple of months ago, and I um, talked about when Frimpong was was sitting back when they, when they dropped it into a, a back four, and we were losing that width and everything that was going through, everything was compact. I think it showed whenever Frimpong stands up stands up the ball or gets to the byline, he, he's he's just he's just unstoppable in terms of in terms of a foot race. I think if we had some if we could get someone even even getting those two players, Mikey Johnson and and James Forrest back, it just gives that sort of that other option. I think everyone seems to just close out in terms of going to their banks of forwards and close up against us. I think if we have wet it just gives us that other option that we could have. Especially when you have Griffiths and Edward on the pitch at the same time, like those two are those two born scorers, like they're they're going to be looking for it every time. Like. Mm-hmm. Do you think Do you think Michael Celtic will do business on the on the sales front during January? Is 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 now that is now the time to be um, selling off maybe one of the assets and starting the the long term rebuild? Um, I think it will really come down to the bids that come in. I think it'd be really hard for the for the board to justify selling players, considering the sort of the season so far in terms of the unrest between the supporters, um, the sort of the whole debacle of what they're what what's the way the supporters sort of uh, protested outside, and and also the fact the whole the whole I thing that just has added a bit more salt in the wounds in terms of of seeing pe- players sitting. Maybe drink. I know. I know. I understand that they've just had a match and stuff, but it just probably isn't as nice as as what you would want to see. Mm-hmm. People were still hurting from the game. Yep. Mike, if if a bid came in, for example, for Incham, would you have a problem with that if he left? Uh, I don't think so. I think now that Zaro's moved up the higher, moved up the yeah. back in order, mm-hmm. it sort of. It, it it wouldn't be someone that it would be. I mean, you get the. I don't know how much. Maybe if you were to get five, six, seven million for him. I, Hope, I would hope for that type of money for him then it's to reinvest it back into the squad then I haven't got a problem with the likes of Incham I don't think he's really he's he's got his he hasn't really got his chance in terms of he, he's been given four or five games but he hasn't really taken it whereas the difference is it's our, the likes of Zaro or Turnbull who have come in even when Christie broke through mm-hmm. they, they came into this team and grabbed it with both hands you just you're almost willing in Cham to go and do something in terms of he just seems to sort of fall back into his like just playing safe. Barry, would you take the money for in Cham? Yeah, I think he is one um, of a number of players that, that Celtic would consider selling in, in January. There's no doubt about it. With the, the emergency sorrow, um, he's come in. He's, he's been fantastic. Let's be fair, he's been fantastic. A boy since he's come in from the the, the Leo game. And David Turnbull's now starting to establish his, himself in him um, and that's starting to live in. But in terms of wide players, I agree with what Michael's saying, but now maybe Celtic fans will begin to appreciate 
the job that James Forrest does. He, he's been a massive miss. We, we says it on mm. the show two or three months ago. When he got injured, Celtic were going to miss him. He's one player, even for the guys that I know who are Celtic fans, they always criticise James Forrest when things didn't go, uh, go right for Celtic. But for me, he's always a big game player, James Forrest. James Forrest and the Celtic team make Celtic a better football team for me. The only surprising thing was you no know, seeing Mike, Mikey Johnson and, and yeah. Saturday. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether they've been careful because he was out for a lengthy time, but he's another one who I think's got. Well, I'm sure Neil Lennon will, will have high hopes for for Mikey Johnson. He's he's one guy that always impresses me as well when I see him play. How would you equate the James Forrest absence in terms of you know who who would you pick at Rangers? Who, who would who would have had the same impact? Um, in terms of being missing for Rangers this season that James Forrest has had at Celtic Ryan Kent yeah that's how big I think a player James Forrest is for Celtic Um, even not just for Celtic for Scotland he's Ah, a big player yeah Uh, and now you're hoping that Celtic fans will appreciate him because mm-hmm. I think when when he's not playing James Forrest when he's not playing well he still offers something he works ever so hard for the team. And Michael, you started off by saying they need more width, but can Frimpong not provide that, or Mikey Johnson? And Forrest will be back. What, what what I what I thought was what well I don't know. Neil Lennon's got a lot more experience than what I do, but uh, but I I just don't understand why he didn't take Frimpong out of out of, out of the defence. I know we're struggling with some players, but yeah. moving forward mm-hmm. and play him in midfield in terms of an attacking player in midfield. If we were going for forward to back. And we had El Hamid. I know he's been sort of injuries, and you know Ayers dropped in there. Where you put Duffy, or whether you can trust Duffy, but I just don't didn't understand why they didn't push him further up the pitch. I felt that he was making he was making room for uh, a Ryan Christie who's not been firing the last couple of last couple of games. Rank well, uh, apart from the the, the goal against uh, Aberdeen in the or sorry Hearts in the in the the. Cup final. He just, mm-hmm. I think he, he's almost. And I know he's a quality player. I just yeah. find that the system's not really working for him at the minute. And and teams are setting up because they know that Celtic are going to turn it, are going to come inside. Mm-hmm. Whereas to have Ryan Christie coming off the bench with his sort of explosive sort of uh, gets around the pitch of those legs would be a lot more sort of would benefit the team a lot more if we had. The likes of from Frank Pomfer of the pitch, use your attacking players in attacking position. When you when you're talking about uh, transfer window activity, Michael, are are you thinking in terms of Celtic getting the additions at the moment that can get them back at Rangers? Is there scope to get back at Rangers, or are you talking about changes for the long term changes that will be geared to next season? I think. The difference in in the way Rangers have done it and Celtic have done it is the Rangers have set up a system that they want to play and they've bought players accordingly. Yeah. Whereas it seems that we're sort of banned players, good quality players, but more trying to turn our system around to, to work for players or try and fit players in sort of round holes and square pegs mm-hmm. instead of going instead of actually having a policy where you're saying this is the system we want to use. These are the these are the players that are going to fit in this system. Are we, if a player comes available, is he going to fit the system? As opposed to, are we going to change our system around it? I think we need to we need to change the way we're sort of looking at tra- transfers. Like, I mean, if you were to say at the start of the season, Duffy, great player, but 
it's has it been really short sighted in terms of what what they were thinking about buying him? Is he because we know he doesn't he played for Brighton that don't play the same way that Celtic play in terms of where their starting position is as a defender? It's that type of thing. I think it just needs to, it just needs. To, I think we should really start thinking about rebuilding in terms of yeah. yeah next for the next season in terms of how we want to play whether whether the board are going to make a change with Lennon or not I think no matter what to do they'll give him to the end of the season so would you would you would you write off the the title now then and would that would that make things simpler and just and plan ahead I don't think I don't think you can ever write off the title in terms when when you're in January I think this January the January with the Rangers away games I think once we get to the end of January, we'll know a lot more about what's going to happen with the title. Yeah. If all it takes is that 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 performance from Rangers, it's going to give motivation to the teams that are playing next. That they're playing next. That 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 you need to sort of that's a psychological turnover in terms of like sure. it's what happened with Celtic against Rangers when they when they got beat the last game, the previous game to the last game. Um, yeah. It's that that's that it was a massive psychological change. It's not over see, yet. But, no, see, yeah. I think it's going to be a different challenge for Rangers now. Mm. I think teams will look. Yeah, the psychology. Yeah, no, yeah. in terms of what Celtic done, mm. went and had a go. I think Aberdeen. I mean, I was speaking to Rob mm-hmm. off air about it. I think Aberdeen and, and Sunday will go and have a a pop at Rangers. As Rangers are, are normally coming up against teams that sit off them and try and be compact and and difficult to break down mm-hmm. so it's different challenges ahead um, for Rangers as I said and you just need to look at the fixtures the four fixtures that Rob says earlier on in the show Aberdeen away Hibs away Mother away they're all difficult places to go squashed in between that is Ross counting at home you expect them but um, it's a big month for Rangers no doubt about it Michael before you go and Rob I see Benkovic has been recalled to Leicester as we expected Michael would you like to see Benkovic back on loan at Celtic? Absolutely, and he had a great season with us in terms of, and, and he, shore, he shores up the, the defence, which has been leaking goals. A big defender who can also defend a, a set piece, which is something that we haven't been able to do. Yeah. Rob? Yeah, he's been on loan at Cardiff, hasn't he? He's come back. And yeah, I think that I think that makes all, all sorts of sense, but I'm just, I, I, I'm, Celtic don't want to get caught betwixt and between here. That's the problem. I know you don't give up on the title in January, but but realistically, um, you're looking for Rangers to slip up. I'm not sure I see that happening at all. And in which case, I think Celtic have to be looking a little bit further ahead and making long-term planning and and deciding if Neil Lennon is the manager as well going forward. Yes, according to Dermot Desmond, he's going to be the manager till the end of the season. Is he going to be the manager next season? That's an even bigger question, I think, because all the recruitment is geared to that. Yeah, if I'm Neil Lennon and I'm going into this transfer window... And I, I'm wanting to sign players for long term, not not short term. Yep. They might need to bring somebody short term in in centre half. Obviously, Julian. I don't know how long he's going about. We don't know what's happening with Shane Duffy either. Um, is he coming back to Celtic? But I think the Celtic signings they've got to be looking long term, not short term. And that's your point, Robin. Yeah. I, I get it. But of course, Celtic they can't give up at the moment no. because no. there could be uh, if Celtic can win every game, then there's still some doubt with two games. All firm games to go. There is still a doubt. I think they've got a, a formation now that suits them. Oh, I think yeah. Neil Lennon shuffled the pack plenty of times. It took too long, though, didn't it? That's what Michael said. It in did a way. take yeah. too long, but he's come up with four four two or four diamond two, whatever way you want to call it. Um, and obviously, Sorrow and Turnbull 
I've, I've been um, massive in, in this change and ov- obviously we had Warden Lee Griffiths up top they're a real danger Four Diamond Two that's what we're calling it now okay Barry you've called it that the Diamond yeah. it worked Michael listen thanks very much for calling us but then cheers lads Stay cheers safe. Michael thanks very yeah. much yeah, it's bye. the thanks the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy we're back with more calls next The Go Radio Football Show Radio Football Show Wednesday night Rob McLean Paul Cooney and Barry Ferguson 0808 17 17 700 taking your calls and plenty of calls coming in tonight and we're on the socials at Go Football Show and you can text a message Go plus your message to 874 looking forward to the weekend matches but the biggest two Celtic play on Monday night against Hebs they come back from Dubai on Friday after the training camp Rangers play 24 hours earlier Aberdeen against Rangers on Sunday afternoon. That's quite a match, Barry, isn't it? You'll be looking forward to that one. And your nephew Lewis up against uh, Stephen Gerrard's Rangers. Yeah, I always like to see Lewis do well, but I'm hoping he has a, an off day in, <laughs> yeah. in Sunday. But listen, Aberdeen, it was one game I always looked forward to going up there. You knew you were in, in for a game, um, certainly at the time when the fans were allowed in. Um, never had an easy game up at Pitodre. Um Do you think they raised the game for Rangers? That's what Rangers fans feel. We, we know there's always been I've also the seen them yeah. play not, well not against on evidence, not on the evidence of this season yeah no. but I've also say, seen Aberdeen play really well against Celtic but you, you know you're in for a game when you go up at Petodre, There's up to Petodre, there's no doubt about it um, it's it's got a bit of edge about it the game but that, there's the, they're the games as a footballer you want to play in I think they were really disappointed with their game obviously they played on the opening weekend and uh, and Aberdeen felt they didn't turn up for the game and it was 1-0 Rangers but it was really comfortable Ryan Kent scored the only goal didn't he that day and then it was 4-0 at Ibrox when Aberdeen were weakened at that point they had quite a few yep, I think players missing but but they, they haven't really given Rangers a game so far this season Yep I think Derek McInnes would have been disappointed that day I don't think Aberdeen laid a glove on no. on Rangers at all um, Rangers were dominant it was um, it could have been another two or three goals for me yeah. um, they were an easy street but I think it'll be a lot tighter on Sunday oh. I think uh, I think Derek would have watched that old firm game and thought to himself and I, I, I firmly believe Aberdeen will go and try and go for Rangers but that, that's what if you want to be champions, you've got to expect that. Grind it out, haven't you've you? Got, yeah. You've got to. You've it was got the same to. against Hibs, wasn't it, a few days before? And since, yep. see, since the, the League Cup quarter-final against St Mern, I don't think Rangers have played at the levels they have previously. But do you know what they're doing? They're getting three points, they're winning games of football, they're finding a way to win. And that's the difference in this Rangers team this season. I wonder whether lack of atmosphere... Um, helps is going to help Rangers on Sunday because that is that's generally a pretty hostile atmosphere for Rangers to go into, isn't it? Mm-hmm. A yep. full a full house Petodri with the guts of it being Aberdeen fans, and and there is that deep seated, long standing rivalry between them, isn't there? So you know, the, it, there's there's none of that on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's certainly intimidating, but as a footballer. I enjoyed that. Bring it on. You, you've yeah. got to enjoy that as ah, a footballer. There's, yeah. there's fans being for your blood. That I didn't mind that. That that took it took you up five or that extra five or ten percent. Um, and me as a player, I'd be disappointed. There's no fans in at Petodre. Sure. Chris is on the line, a Rangers fan who would love to be there on Sunday. Chris, good evening. All right, guys. How are you? Yeah, Hi, Chris. We're good, thanks. How are you? you must be uh, in pretty good form. Oh no, excellent mate uh, I think Barry's probably feeling the exact same as me Good times are coming back by the looks of things Oh there's a big smile on his face there Chris <laughs> oh, Yeah, what is it? I'm not getting carried away No, he's, oh, he's not No, He's on the party oh, line yeah. <laughs> um, I just had a, a quick question for yeah. Barry But just before I get to that I just want to settle 
probably one of the biggest debates in Scottish football. Barry, could Scott Brown lace your boots? <laughs> Did he I'll, ever try? <laughs> I'll let other people decide that. Yep. But I think you know the answer. <laughs> so I've just wanted to know, obviously you've been in the situation yourself many times as captain, probably one of the best players to ever play for us. What would you be saying to the current team at the moment and what would you be doing to get them all up for it coming into the business end of the season? Well, when I was in that position, it was it, don't listen to the noise that's going, out, uh, going on outside. Um, people talking about leagues. Um, y- you've got to just stay focused. Um, and I, I would be saying to my teammates as well, I firmly believe Celtic to it, are going to win every single game and now until the end of the season. So that keeps you on your toes. Um, and just keep the standards up that they've, that they've um, shown all season. Um, as simple as that. Don't let standards drop. If if you allow that to happen, then you could be in for a a big fall. So it's important that as you hear the manager speak and you hear the players speak after every single game, I I, I think they've learned their lessons the last year mm-hmm. from the game at Celtic Park. They get a bit carried away. Listen, you're allowed to. I, I've got no problem with people celebrating um, after you beat your closest rivals. But the, the most important thing is this group of players stay focused and do what they've been doing and. That would be the, the thing that will be going on and I'm, I'm more than certain it'll be happening every single day in the, the dressing room. There'll be no chat about titles, no chat whatsoever. But this group of players are still to win silverware and the hardest thing to do in football is to win silverware. So they've got a great opportunity. They've set themselves up really well. Um, as I says, I, I'm not looking at it as 19 points, it could be 22 points. I'm looking at it as 10 points, mm. plain and simple as that. Chris, are you looking at it the same way? <laughs> that no, nah, I wasn't to be honest, but um, it does make sense. Uh, I would say no, I definitely agree with what you said there. Like, uh, if we keep the performances up, the thing that we're doing differently, I'd say this year is we're winning ugly. We weren't doing last year. Yeah, but hundred percent, Chris. That, that's the difference I've seen. I think from the the result a couple of weeks back against St. Mun, um, the 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 five games that they've played since in the league, I've seen them play better. There's no doubt about it. But they've got 15 points out of 15. Rob, I think the European performances as well have added real belief for Rangers. I, I know that the, 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 it's a popular opinion at times to say, I'm not interested in European football. It doesn't really come into it. It's all about winning the title. And yeah, that, that obviously is the number one target. But I think, Chris, you, Europe has really added to it. I mean, the Rangers record through the group. Um, the two draws with Benfica, which could so easily have been two wins as well, which would have meant winning every game in the group, which would have been remarkable. But the level of performance in Europe w- was pretty high and it must really have bolstered belief for the team, eh? Oh, no, certainly. Over the last couple of seasons, you've seen us improve in Europe. Uh, each time we've got better and better. I've, I think, you know, when we play in Europe and then we've got a game, you know, straight after it, I think our performances. You know, when we were playing our, our great football at the start of the season, obviously levels have dropped a wee bit, but I would say we're, we're much better when we've got a game in Europe and then a game on the Sunday. We're, we're continuing what we've been doing, you know. You get into a rhythm, don't you? I mean, pretty much you're continuing it, but then obviously that comes to an end, the group stage is finished and you get into that sort of cold Christmas period and that's kind of where we've slipped up in the past. But again, performances haven't been great, but we've, we've managed to win. So as a footballer as a footballer you want to play European football mm-hmm. you want to listen it's no Champions League we all get that that's where we want to be but when you're but, playing Benfica it yeah, almost is Champions exactly. League you're yeah. playing against top teams and top players and I agree with what you said Rob you make a good point 
you gain a lot of confidence from European results and playing against top teams and top players and that certainly helped I mean a lot of people are going on about Sunday, Thursday, Sunday you ask any footballer yeah. they would rather play three games a week than Saturday to Saturday so and the big thing for the manager as well he's got a stronger squad he can go and play a team on a Thursday night and he can go and make that three, four, five changes to freshen it up on a Sunday. But for me, European football is a must for a club like Rangers. This is what Stephen Gerrard had to say about the 19-point gap. He's taking nothing for granted. We don't look at the 19-point the lead. We look at Aberdeen, three points available. I think there's 48 points to play for. Uh, so a lot of challenges, a lot of tough obstacles to get over. Today was big in terms of um, making a statement, proving that we can uh, win our second, second derby out of two. So that's really pleasing. Uh, we don't look at leads and, and what we are. Our season starts now. I'm just wondering, uh, Chris, did, did Barry talk you round to, to doing the old stay humble and let's yeah. be cautious in one game at a time and all that? Were you, were you, would your gut feeling be that there's no way back here for Celtic? What I would say on that one is the only reason I was thinking differently, I'd definitely stay humble, keep off our social media and that for now because it could always come back to bite my ass. But what I would say is um, in terms of you know the the points, the games itself that cover in hand. I, I think ones away at Aberdeen, or ones at Aberdeen, uh, ones at home, sorry, Aberdeen, ones away at Levy, and I think maybe Shepparton. The way they've been playing, they're no guaranteed to win them. That's kind of why I was looking at it differently. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're probably favoured to go in and win them, but on current form and how they've been playing, you know, they'll drop points. I don't see where we're dropping points at the moment, but again, obviously, you've got to take it one game at a time. So I do listen on that. Barry, do you think Rangers will drop points or do you think they'll now go invincibles this season? There's a possibility, Rob, because yeah. of the games that are are, are coming up. Um, sorry, Paul, I'm getting mixed up as well now. Um, so there's look, that's the attitude you've got to have. Um, if you go in and, and you think that the league's won, you think it's going to be easy, it comes and smacks you bang on the face. Yep. So the attitude that's coming out the Rangers dressing room starting for the manager and for the players is spot on and that'll be the chat in the dressing room there'll be no chat about as I said about oh look how we are X amount of points ahead of Celtic that means nothing until the end of the season or when it's mathematically see when it's mathematically possible then you can start celebrating there's still a long way to go I still firmly believe that Celtic will win the three games in hand mm-hmm. You've seen with their performance against Rangers on, on Saturday, they were really impressive. So that shows me they're, they're starting to get a, a level of confidence back now. So it's important that, that Rangers stay level-headed and uh, continue in the same vein that they've done all season. And if they do that, they've got a real chance of getting silverware, uh, silverware back to, to Ibrooks because it's been a long, long time, let's be honest. Yeah, Chris, how disappointed were you when you went out of the League Cup because you could have had silverware earlier in the season? Aye, no, definitely. Um, I think I was thinking at the point that if we'd won that, that kind of obviously Celtic got knocked out by I think Ross County in uh, yeah. the round before, yeah. but that would have still stopped the dominance. It would have gave them, in my eyes, a lot of confidence. You know, picking up that first silverware of the season, taking it back to Ibrox. You know, and if we were still on the form that we're on, it when's the final get played the next month or something? Yeah. February, Rob, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, February. February. See, see, yeah. see the difference, Chris. When Rangers, obviously. Everybody's disappointed, the fans were disappointed, manager, players. But you look, two days later, three days later, sorry, they play Muddle, and you're looking for a response, and Muddle will come and and play that 5-5, make it really difficult for them, a goal down, 74 minutes, um, and they go and they get that vital equaliser. That's the difference. 
I think Rangers would have either get beat last season yeah. or took a point for that game. That's the difference. I mean, I mean, look, there's, there's that game, there's the Hibs game yes. that, that could have gone against Rangers yep. and they won it. The, the game against Celtic, which could very easily have gone against them and Rangers won it. As Chris said, Rangers know how to win ugly. They've found all sorts of ways of winning games this season and that is a really positive sign. And here's another positive for you coming into a, a tough month for Rangers in terms of how the games line up. But... Th- for the last few games they've been without Ryan Jack and Scott Arfield yeah. they're they're going to come back in they're going to give Steven Gerrard more options in these coming games massive miss um, Ryan Jack for me is probably the most improved player at Rangers over since the Steven Gerrard's come in he's so consistent so, isn't he very consistent performer he plays in that role where him and, and Steven Davis can rotate with each other gives Steven Davis a bit of a rest um, but for me Scott Arfield uh, I, I thought maybe it was the end of his Rangers career when he wasn't in the, the starting lineup. Arebo starts in front of him, gets that injury, and I've got to be honest with you, since Scott Arfield came back into that Rangers team, he's been absolutely outstanding. It was only injury that was going to knock him out of the side, wasn't it, the yes. way he was playing? Yep. yep, definitely. And he brings something different to the, the midfielders that Rangers have got. He goes and breaks the, the lines, he gets beyond the strikers. Um, but hopefully he's going to be back. Um, I, I don't know if it's too um, too short for for uh, Sunday. I think Ryan Jack may be in contention. So the quicker that Rangers get their two players back, the better. Chris, stay well in lockdown. Look after yourself. You too, guys. Absolute pleasure speaking to you. Cheers. 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 Thanks very much, Chris. Calling in 08, 08 17 17 700. Glasgow and Scotland's newest radio station. And um, we're going up in the ratings on the apps, Ross. Uh, Ross? Rob, we're over, <laughs> over 300. I think we're going to start wearing name badges. We're over 300,000, <laughs> so it's good. We're not quite yeah. Cy Ferry yet, an no. open goal. Uh, yeah. And Barry is uh, guesting on that this week with Cy. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was on it. Uh, Cy had texted me over the weekend. Um, Great. And I went on it. Uh, there, there, there's some crew, the open goal guys. We're Back with more next. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. We're looking forward to the weekend matches coming up on Saturday. Dundee United against St Johnson. That's uh, Tayside Derby. Kilmarnock against Hamilton. Now that's a really tough one at the bottom of the table. Livingston against Ross County. And St Mirren against Motherwell. Sunday. In the afternoon, Petaudry, Aberdeen against Rangers. That's three o'clock on Sky. And then on Monday evening, Celtic against Hibs. You enjoy that on a Sunday afternoon, the telly on and watching the big match, Barry. Is it tough for you watching Rangers against uh, Lewis Ferguson, <laughs> your nephew? Yeah. You watch it with your dad. Yeah, yeah. The, we watched uh, the last one. I don't think, if you remember, I think it was the semi-final, with the one that Lewis scored the header. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was sitting watching it. Going, um, what's the reaction? Yeah. I can't say live on air. <laughs> <laughs> but look, listen, I always want to see my, my nephew doing well. It's great to see that he's forged a career in the game. Um, and he's he's come on leaps and bounds since he's been up to Aberdeen. He's, he's pr- producing some top performances. Rob obviously um, does all the games for Aberdeen. Yep. Um, but I'll be watching the game and, and hoping that he has one off day. 
Barry reckons they're going to have a go. I hear you. They're going to have a go on Sunday. You think yeah. Aberdeen have think to have a go? I think they will yeah. have a go. I mean, they've got yeah. Scott Wright back in the back in the team. He came off the bench last weekend, so he, you would imagine, will start probably against Rangers on Sunday, and he makes a big difference to Aberdeen. But have do they have enough to beat Rangers? I have big doubts. Doubt it. Yeah, it's going to be a a tough one for Rangers. But yep. look, I, I look at Aberdeen, and as I said, you've got McCrory and Lewis in the middle of the park. You've got Scott Wright, who I think had a fantastic start to the season. Yeah. Ryan Hedges. Um, the, 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 str- the struggle for a goal scorer, I think. Yeah, um, that, that's yeah. the only thing that they're missing. But there's a lot more energy about this Aberdeen mm-hmm. team this season. Yep. That, that's the thing that that's um, that's took notice. Yep. That I've took notice of um, Derek's again. He's built another good squad. He, yeah. he, he has to do that every single season, Derek. Because if players are performing, there's always going to be bigger clubs yep. come in and, and snatch his better players away. Especially in COVID, you know, the chairman has been saying they have to sell. They have to sell players. Yeah. Twenty four hours later, it's Celtic against Hibs, and Hibs really need to try and get some points after three on the bounce defeats. And I think the pressure has been ramped up on Celtic as well because of all the reaction to their trip to, to Dubai. Uh, they come back late, the match has been pushed back, so the pressure is on Celtic to get all three points against Hibs. And that's not going to be easy because Hibs are looking for a major bounce back from two really disappointing results for them. Uh, firstly, against Ross County at home, then, of course, the Livingston game. Yeah, I fully expect um, Hibs to, to give a reaction. Um, I think Jack Ross will be really disappointed there. Two games, you would imagine, with the quality that Hibs have got, um, they, they, would, they would win. But I've seen the highlights of the, the Livingston game. They look really tired and leggy, mm-hmm. Hibs. Um, but look, on the other hand, Celtic, obviously there's been a lot of a lot of people have their say on their, their, their trip over over to Dubai. Celtic need to come back and get three points. They need to go and show the, the type of performance they put in against Rangers. So that that's another... Tough one to call. Um, as I said, Hibs are desperate for a result and Celtic need to come back and get the three points to, to keep on the, the coattails of Rangers. It's not tight at the top of the table, but it is at the bottom because St Mirren Motherwell is uh, one to look out for. And what about Kilmarnock against your hometown team, Hamilton? Yeah, uh, again, what a fantastic result for Hamilton. Um, nobody expected that one. Yep. We spoke earlier on the show. Um, great 3-0 victory. And again, Hamilton are one of the clubs that keep churning out surprise results um, and Kilmarnock again the last couple of games they've, they've got a few points on the board so that's um, that's a must win for the both kids it's really really tight at that uh, down the bottom end of the table Rob, you, you were talking yeah. about uh, Hibs being desperate for points they're also desperate for a goalkeeper uh, and with um Ophir Marciano having been injured, of course, and Dylan Barnes recalled by Queen's Park Rangers. So they, they've got, Hibs have got Kevin Dabrowski, uh, their young keeper, uh, back on loan. I think he was at the Barton yep. on loan. But they're also hoping to get a goalkeeper from Arsenal, Matt Macy, on loan, uh, maybe just for the rest of the season. But they've obviously got massive uh, problems in that goalkeeping area going into the match on Monday night. And talking of goalkeepers, Liam Kelly, uh, remember him, ex of, of Rangers and of, of Livingston as well he's currently at Queen's Park Rangers talking of them Mark Warburton's team of course at Motherwell uh, have got Liam Kelly on loan because they've got Trevor Carson injured and of course Aaron Chapman who stood in for him at the weekend had an absolute shocker yeah, against I, Hamilton I, I watched obviously the highlights and mm. some of the goals um, that Motherwell conceded the goalkeeper was at fault look you, you can't you can't say anything else than that so I'm not surprised Liam Kelly again he, he went down to QPR he's, he's a goalkeeper obviously he was at Rangers 
a lot of potential. Um, so that's a decent signing for Muddle. He was good for Livy, wasn't he? Very good. Yeah. Very good. Um, and he, I, th- I think it was two good seasons. And obviously, when you have a good uh, couple of good seasons at a club like Livingston, you're always going to get the opportunity to move down. And it was a good move for him. He's not played a lot down at QPR, so he's at an age as well. These guys, similar to Eamon Brothy, they need to play week in, week yeah. out. So Liam Kelly's got an opportunity to come back up to Scotland and, and show what a good goalkeeper he, he is. There must be nothing worse than training and then not playing. I don't suppose it ever happened to you, Barry. You know, you, you never, you never get dropped. No, but it, it look, must be tough. Yeah. It is tough. I mean, a lot, a lot of teammates when you, you train Monday to Friday and you're not in that that starting eleven. But look, it's easy to spit the dummy out. You've got to continue to work hard. Your opportunity will come at some stage, and um, whether that's through lucky forum, through suspension, um, so you you need to keep your you need to keep your, your head on it and keep working hard. Did you ever get dropped? No, get rested. A f- I get rested a few times. That's that, does that not mean dropped? <laughs> Rested in the early stages of the cup competitions. Here's Jason on the line, 0808 17 17 700, calling Go Radio. Hi, Jason, good evening. Evening, guys, how are you doing? Uh, good, Hi, good. How are you in Deniston? It's freezing, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's, very, it's cold, it's frosty, yeah. it's, it's just miserable, to be fair. Yeah, and lockdown. So. But nevertheless, the football's on, Jason. Um, so, what do you think? You're a Rangers fan, so it's a good start to the year for you. Aye, uh, happy days, obviously. Um, the performance wasn't there um, but uh, I, I said to a few of my friends and, and close family on the day that it was more seen as a, a sort of cup final it was, it was a huge game I mean it was a massive game because if, if Celtic had got the three points on that day you're talking if they win those three games in hand you're talking either of them being four points us being four points clear um, or ten so you know so it was, a, it, it was a massive game Rangers weren't at it at all on that day the point that was actually phone in to make this evening was a lot's been said about that game deciding the title and having one hand on the title and, and all this and all, albeit being a massive game and a massive victory I actually feel that the next three away games which is Rangers have got is Aberdeen away Hibs away and then Motherwell away I, I genuinely feel if Rangers come out of their games without dropping any points um, I, even maybe if they get a draw at, at one of them and, and manage to get two, two away wins on the bounce I think that's when Rangers can really start to uh, smell the title come come May, so I just want to put that towards Barry and see how he finds uh, how he sees the next challenges coming uh, towards Rangers in January. Yeah, I firmly believe this month of January with the the games that are, that are coming up, it sets you up nicely um, for the running. Uh, I said that. But don't get carried away. Never get carried away. And I don't think this Rangers team will. I don't think the manager allow that. I don't think the experienced guys inside the dressing room. Um, i.e. Alan McGregor, Stephen Davis, even Tavernier, Golson, guys like that. Um, they know they've got a real opportunity this year and they can't come off it one single bit. If they do, Celtic are going to come back at them. Um, so this is a massive month. The games, as I mentioned, Petodre, Easter Road, Fir Park, tough places to go. But if you want to win league titles, you need to go to places like that and get the three points. I, I, I know the, the first caller had said they would take a point. If you're wanting to win leagues, you've got to go and win at places like this. And you certainly don't go in uh, with that in mind at all. Uh, the thought that if you do draw the game, that actually it's not that bad a result. Mm-hmm. You've got to you've got to be going in on the on the complete positive. Yeah, I, I was never in a, involved in a Rangers team or under a Rangers manager when we were going for the league title, saying that we would go to these places. Look, we'll be happy with a point. We always went out of the mindset of getting the three points. 
And I think that's what this Rangers team are all about this season. You've got to go in thinking you win the game. That's what you've got to do. Jason's just reminded us how big that game was on Saturday. Oh, and we heard Stephen Gerrard afterwards. Remember at halftime we said to you, Barry, what will he be saying? And then afterwards, Rangers, because it was all mainly Celtic in the first half, we know what the goalkeeper did. So what did Stephen Gerrard say at halftime? I just asked him how much he wanted to win a derby. That was the only question he needed to be asked. If you want to win a derby, especially here at Ibrox, we're, we're protecting our stadium and our supporters. Uh, you can't be passive, you can't be second best. We've got to let Celtic know they're in a game. Credit to Celtic, I thought they played really well in the first half but look we, we were outstanding in a cup final for 90 minutes not so long ago and got nothing for it um, it's about the end results we've won the game we stretch our lead um, we remain humble and we move on to Aberdeen now it makes me smile that because uh, all this at half time tacti- tactics mm-hmm. or whatever how much do you want to win against your, your fiercest rivals the guys who are going to challenge you for the, the league title um, that would, if I was sitting in that dressing room and a manager said that to me my sleeves would be rolled up and I'd be straight out there. Jason, um, were you smiling when you heard that as well? A hundred percent, and it's just what Barry's saying. There now. I think at that point and at this stage in the season and the turmoil that Rangers have been through, uh, both from a club level and to, to the fans, um, at that point, I mean, I, I was, I was honestly, I was flabbergasted when I seen uh, the first ten minutes of that that game. I, I kind of knew, and I always have done since a young age. Uh, within the first ten minutes, of an old firm game, who's Who's more hungry? You can always tell with the way that the passing starts, how how direct the other teams go, and um, the tackles that are going in. And you could just see that Celtic were a lot hungrier than what Rangers were. Rangers just didn't seem at the races. But it just goes to show you. I mean, we we went through something similar in the cup final uh, last year when Morelos missed the penalty at Hamden. Celtic did not deserve to win that game, but they did, um, and, it, and it's happened to us this time round. So unfortunately, that's. That's football, so I'm a, I'm a happy man with it. What, what I would say is, we're just touching on the next three games as well, um, guys, is Rangers have been praised quite heavily this year, not only for the results that they've been getting, that's both domestically and in Europe, but also the football that they've been playing off the back of that. It's, it's been it's been pleasing, it's been good on the eye, it's been fluent, passes have been crisp, the attacking's been there. I just feel that the last two or three weeks, Celtic, we weren't at the races. I thought Motherwell, although we did come through that in the end, Again, that probably won another races on that day as well. Hibs, when we beat them 1-0 at Ibrox. I just feel like to get through January, we need to get back to that that, that, that fluent best that we've been showing um, you know, throughout the course of the season. But, but you're going to have a tough spell, aren't you? You're going, yep. you're going to have that, that sort of spell where you just need to dig results out and it might not be flowing as well as it's been flowing for Rangers this season. But it's just about winning games and, and Rangers, in terms of winning, are a machine. Yep, Rob, if you look, you've got 38 games in this um, in this season and out of the 38 games you're probably looking at about 10 of them that you're no, not going to be in, in top form but you need to find a way when you're not in top form and you're not producing um, the standards that's expected of yourself you need to find a way to win the game um, and you need to dig it out for somewhere and this is something and I, I've repeated myself many times about that this is something that this Rangers team have found this season They'd never had it previously the last two years. It was all good in the eye, um, but when they've not played well, they've managed to win games of football. And it's been like that probably since the the defeat to St Mun. Yeah, I'm just, looking at the the, I'm, I'm just looking at the results from December after crashing out of the League Cup, which was, all, of course, a massive disappointment. The Motherwell game uh, that Jason is speaking about there, where Motherwell were ahead, it was a 5-5 formation. 
uh, Rangers went on to win actually comfortably in the end 3-1 despite being uh, yeah. losing 70 minutes from time then it was a comfortable 3-0 win in Perth then the game against Hibs which maybe Rangers last season would have lost or drawn and they won that one 1-0 uh, they beat St Mirren uh, 2-0 in Paisley when everyone was saying will Lightning strike it again mm -hmm. and then of course old firm time on January the 2nd uh, Rangers second best in terms of performance but they got all three points Yep, in, in terms of um, the Muddle game that Rob's mentioned there um, 74 minutes before they got that equaliser yeah. so they're not panicking during that that period but last year they've got a bit of patience now yep. they know at some stage if they get that chance they've got to take it and when you get that equaliser there's only going to be one winner in, in that Motherwell game and similar to um, the Hibs game they were in control for the first half I think the last 15-20 minutes of that Hibs game Hibs put them under a bit of pre pressure and credit to Hibs but they're withstanding that pressure as well so that's the difference again Jason, would you like to see Rangers, and do you think they will, strengthen during the January window? Honestly, I don't think there's any need to. Uh, Gerard and, and the backroom staff may have one, maybe two pe uh, people in mind, and I, I, he's been quite open in his interviews that Rangers won't be you know, forced into buying someone or they won't, they won't panic by it if, they, if the right person is there at the time and, and is available for the right price and it's going to be a good fit, then, then, and it makes sense, then they'll go for it. If not, then I think the, the, the recruitment process now at Rangers, in my eyes, has been pretty much done. I mean, come the end of the yeah. season, it's been it's been said that from Stuart Robertson that uh, to keep up with uh, the financials at Ibrox, Rangers have to sell. They need to sell one, one or two key assets to you know to keep, keep that sustainable. So that will happen. Until such time, I'm confident that we've got enough in, in the locker to, to go on and win the league and, uh, and it'll be a happy day let me tell you I, I, th I think the squad is, is very strong but I think always during um, this January especially the way that Rangers um, are playing in terms of the point difference they're now they're not standing still if a player walks through that dressing room door inside that, that training ground that gives everybody a lift as well um, I, I'm sure they'll not go out and just get somebody for the sake of it they've got to improve the squad but I always, I always believe the best time to add is when you're doing really well when you're on top Barry, who, who do you um, if you were in, is there any areas of the, the team right now that you see that Rangers could strengthen in or are you, would you be quite happy just with the current squad that we've got just now I would be, I'd be quite happy, but I'd mentioned to the yeah. to the guys into a previous caller, probably the the only place that they're, they're pr probably light in terms of experience as well is is right back. I know young Nathan Patterson has has got a bright future. I think maybe it's good for him to go out and loan um, somewhere else to gain that vital experience. So maybe yeah. bringing an experience right back in some uh, in some areas like like that are but I can see the manager doing a bit of business yeah I do I, I think it's healthy as well when you see yeah, geez, the manager yeah. and it also guards against complacency that's, it. That, yeah. that's the biggest thing that that's that's the biggest worry for me is but, complacency but when the players are seeing the managers actually active yep. to go and try and improve the squad you sit up and take notice and you think to yourself, here, you've got to continue this hard work here. Would you, I think I know the answer. Would you sell anybody if a no. big offer came in from Morelos? No No chance. No, no absolutely no chance. I said that a month, I knew you'd say that. month yep. or so ago. I do think in the summer, because um, yeah. they were pretty open about that at the AGM, yeah. that they will need to go and sell one or two assets, i.e. 
That's Ryan Kent or, or Mire- uh, Morelos. Oh, yep. um, but no chance in January. No, yep. absolute no chance. Jason, you agree? I just think that that would um, be, be, be a, a disastrous thing for if the, if the right offer came in for the right player, we, we all know about Rangers' financials over the year. Yep. Unless it was a, a substantial offer, um, I wouldn't be looking to sell anyone. I think that probably one of the key assets we, that we've got in that team, I know that we're just talking about um, Morelos and, and Kent from Barry there, but I think Glenn Kamara is going right. to be, after the Euros, the, the, the guy that's that's getting all the praise and, and probably be going for quite a high price tag. But as far as selling in January, nah, de- definitely not. I, I, I wouldn't like to see any players leaving. Uh, come the summertime, I think we've all kind of came to the, the realisation that players will have to be born, but uh, not right now for me. Rob, <laughs> do you agree? Yeah, no chance. No, ch- no chance of anyone uh, departing. And I, and I think there will be one or two coming in. Almost not not for the sake of it, but but just yeah. to to freshen things a bit, and and as Barry says, to to strengthen from a, a, an already strong position. Yep, I, I totally agree with that. I think it's always good to f- freshen it up as well. It shows that you're not willing to stand still, and you still want to keep the the, the squad strong. Um, but in terms of it's an impressive Rangers operation at the moment, and the, the fine yeah. detail as well. I noticed that Kai Kennedy, who's on been on loan at Inverness, is going to get an, a year extension on yeah, his contract. He's, he's really promising. Mm. So Stephen Gerrard is looking at things from top to bottom. Mm. Yeah, his recruitment. Look, there's no arguments about it. His recruitment in in terms of his timing, bringing players in. We spoke about that on Monday. I think his recruitment's been excellent in terms of getting them in through the doors early, getting them used to the environment that they're, they're, they're playing in. Um, but I think, listen, it'll not just for January, I'm sure the manager will be looking ahead to next season. Yeah. He'll have identified three or four targets. I think he'll know that one or two maybe need to go to balance the books. And you'll see, again, I've no doubt in my mind that Rangers' business will be done early again. There's a real continuity there at Rangers at the moment. So Rangers fans, what do you reckon? Thanks for your call, Jason. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. All the best. Take care. 0808 17 17 700. Celtic fans, what do you reckon? What do you feel about the trip to Dubai? The uh, training camp going on until they're back on Friday. Uh, Motherwell fans, who's going to be your new manager? The news should come out in the next 24 hours. We're back in a moment. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. The home of Crofty and Grado at breakfast tomorrow morning. We're looking forward to listening to them from 6am. Rob, I know you're an early riser. Not. Never (laughs) never miss it. (laughs) So that's tomorrow morning, 6 till 10. And then Gary Marshall, no repeat work day. Some great music all day. And then Gina on the way till five o'clock when you're going to be on tomorrow evening with a great double act tomorrow. It's Davey Proven and, and Craig, Moore. Craig Moore. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that should be another great two hours of uh, of football chat. And we're edging, of course, ever closer to the weekend. It seems crazy. It seemed crazy last night to be talking about the, the weekend fixtures. But as of tonight, you, you, your head really does start turning to those games. Uh, four on Saturday. Pataudry for Aberdeen Rangers on Sunday. And then that that Celtic Hibs game which is massive on Monday night Shane Duffy returned uh, to the UK yesterday from Dubai but that was for a, a personal a family matter yeah. Rob because some people thought is that him being recalled by yeah. Brighton but that's not the case no. no, and he is on loan for the season isn't he um, like El Yunusi uh, and like Laxal I think they're all on loan for the season but you know whether or not there's an option in January to change things I, I don't know yeah I, I think normally with that if you sign a player on a season long loan maybe there is sometimes that that um, that area that you can the send option. them back or yep. the option between both clubs that they can come to some sort of agreement because it's it's been a difficult time for Shane Duffy there, there's no doubt about it he's 
he's he's not enjoyed the best of times up in Scotland. It's not been great for all three, really, when you think about it. Laxall, a player on loan from Milan, I think you'd have expected him to have had a bigger impact than he's had. Elianusi had that little purple patch where he where he was scoring goals mm. and, and looking like the £16 million player he I, used to be. But I, don't, I mean, none of the three of them have ripped up trees over the course no. of the season, yeah. have they? I, I don't know what you think about Elianusi. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I look yep. and I think, yep. He's producing the goods mm-hmm. here, um, as you said, hot and cold. He's not, he's not consistent enough for me. No. Um, he's definitely got ability. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I just don't know either what, what his um, best position is. Is Here's, he a wide player? Is he a, a centre forward? Is he the number ten position? I'm not sure. Anton, what do you think? Good evening. Thanks for calling. Uh, how's it going? Good. Um, yeah, we're just saying about Elianusi. Where, where do you stand on him? I was excited when when they obviously when they first brought him into the club because he was brilliant at Basel. Yep. Um, he obviously never done much at Southampton, but since then he is he's hot or cold. Yep. He could be unplayable. Then next game he's non-existent. Uh, I think perfect example was when the, the cup final against Rangers. He thought oh, brilliant. And, he was, uh, he was, he was, he was pretty useless. He was just useless. It just didn't happen so, for him. Yeah. No. Nah. Anton, you called in to go radio. Thanks for calling. Uh, what's in your mind tonight? Um, I think, obviously, everybody's like, oh, can, can Celtic catch Rangers? Can Celtic catch Rangers? It's ten points. It, it, it's not undoable. It's been done in previous years. Um, but I will say, it needs to change. Uh, pretty quickly I would say Rangers would have to start dropping points pretty soon like uh, against Aberdeens and yeah. when they play Hibs and stuff like that because if they don't they're just going to get they're just going to get even more confident than, than they already are but you can see over the, the course of the past few games for Rangers you can see that things on the on the as great as what Rangers fans might think because to be honest with you until Celtic got the man sent off mm-hmm. Celtic battered Rangers but nevertheless, it still is the 19 points. But you're right that January is going to be the crucial month. And Barry Ferguson, you've said it all the way. There's nothing won yet. Rangers know that. It's a, it's a huge month for Rangers. If they can keep it going like this by the end of the month, then you would start to talk about titles. This is a test of character, this this month for Rangers. Um, as Anton says, look, I, I'm, I, we were in the studio, I watched the game, yep. I was open. Celtic were far the better team up until the sending off. Rangers took advantage and they got the, the vital three points. But this month of January for Rangers, if they can come through this unscathed, I think now they'll be in pole position to go and um, go forward and, and get that title. On the other hand, I do believe that Celtic are not going to drop any points. I do. do honestly, you really think? Yeah. I honestly think they'll they'll get so much confidence for that performance. I do. Um, with the new players coming in, a new formation, he's found a, a formula that that looked very good on the eye. Um, there's no doubt about it. I think that's the best that I've seen Celtic play. So you don't think season. the heads will go down at Celtic? No, and that's that's up to the manager and, mm. and the experienced guys to say look look, we can compete we, we, we can um, we can uh, put one over in terms of performance mm. a, a against Rangers um, you've seen that for the uh, first 60 minutes the only thing that Celtic couldn't do was put the ball in the back of the net mm. and that was down to one guy that was Alan McGregor mm. with um, some fantastic saves um, but the, the ball certainly in Rangers court there's no yeah. doubt about it this is a massive month 
And this is something that Rangers have not been used to. Could the, break, been... in du- could the break in Dubai help Celtic then with the training camp, the weather, and a chance for them not well, to let the heads go I down? I think one of the reasons why Neil Lennon's took the opportunity to go is because of what happened last season. It was yeah. clear for everybody to see it worked for Celtic. And you can see the reason why Rangers have not went anywhere because <laughs> um, it didn't work uh, for sure. Rangers. Uh, they come back and they couldn't find any sort of form. But Celtic um, have, you know, we've, we've said it uh, time and time again, Celtic have, you know, have put pressure on themselves and, you know, if if they get the result on Monday night, if they if they beat Hibs and they, they do what has to be done, then all well. But do you, do you think, Anton, do you think Celtic put pressure on themselves for that game? They've pushed it back. Rangers could be 22 ahead by then on the back of all that's been said about Dubai. Ah, to be fair, I don't think there could be any more pressure on Celtic this season than there was to get 10 in a row. Um, obviously, Celtic fans are spoiled. You know they are. <laughs> Let's they get it wrong. They've won so many trophies over the past how many seasons, and you get them obviously slating like all the players. But I think obviously Lennon had to maybe rest the likes of Brown and that to give the likes of Sorrow and Tumble and stuff. Because Sorrow for me has been outstanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tumble, everybody knew what Tumble could do. It was just a case of getting the lad had to get fit. Massive knee, in, massive knee injury and knee operation. Yeah. It was always going to take time. So yeah, but would playing him in more games not have gotten match fit quicker? It depends on it. Depends. It depends because obviously knee, knee operations on the that straightforward to come back for. Mm. So good um, point. Yeah. See, Celtic's problem all season is not going forward and and creating chances. No, but Achilles well. heels. Yeah, defensively that's been the problem all season. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, and it's I'm, from set pieces, Rob, but yeah. especially that was another one in, in, in Saturday against Rangers. Yeah. I know it was a an own goal. It was unfortunate for Callum McGregor it hit off his shoulder. But that that's what Celtic have done. A lot of teams will go and play on that. They, they know they're suspect. Yeah. Going yeah. forward, I think they're always a danger. I think they're always going to score goals. They're always going to create chances. But they're always going to give you another few chances at their end. Well, I mean, you look at you look at two big moments in the game. One Celtic's vulnerability at set pieces yeah. and generally defensively. And also, you know, do you get? Do you take what you get when you play effectively a midfielder at centre-back and he makes the wrong decision and he gets himself sent off where a defensively-minded player lets Morelos go and and runs the risk that he's not going to score and he keeps himself on the pitch and he keeps Celtic in the game? What do you think, Anton? I think, to be honest with you, when I seen when obviously Julian got injured um, the game before, you obviously know that it's either Duffy or Beaton and when he started with Beaton I was like Belgium that's that's the problem right there because you're right he's a midfielder ah, he's played he's played so many games at centre half but he isn't a centre half and for me Julian would have kept up with he would have been in the right he would have been in the right place but he would have, he would have also kept up with uh, Morelos and what about well. Duffy so would you have played Duffy then rather than Beaton do you know something so you wouldn't beat <laughs> Duffy and Ayer together on their good partnership. No. For me, it's either Ayer or Julian or Julian and Duffy because I think when Duffy came into the team, when Julian came back in and him and Duffy played together, they looked a lot stronger. And it's the same with Julian and Ayer. They look so much stronger. And that's, but Julian's now out for three, 
four months. Yeah, that's a, that's loss. a bad one. Massive loss. Let's right, remind us, it is an area yeah. that Celtic will need to go yeah. and, and fill yeah. quickly, yeah. For, whether for it's the, a stopgap. Yeah, for the reasons Anton's giving, yeah. they're going to have to replace Julian for the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, I know we they? were saying, Rob Ella, that the Celtic signings have got to be long term, but that's a short term yeah. fix. They yeah. need to get that fixed very quickly because it has been a problem all season. He just can't get the right um, pairing. He's went a three, he's went a two. Yeah. And look, the big call is he trusts a central midfielder. I know Beaton's played centre halves plenty of times, uh, centre half plenty of times for Celtic. It's about instinct sometimes, yeah. isn't it? But it's a big call for him to play Beaton rather than, than Duffy, who was a big loan signing for him. Yeah. Let's remind ourselves of what Neil Lennon said afterwards. Well, certainly, like in the, the last sort of Glasgow few derbies, we were in the ascendancy all for the majority of the game. You know, we had all the legs, we had all the quality, we had all the pressing, we had all the physicality. We were by far superior and we just needed the finishing touch really. And we felt it would come the longer the game went on, we felt they would tire, but they get a huge break with the goal and I think a huge break with the sending off as well. What about Benkovic for you, Anton? Would you like to see him come even on loan? It's funny you just say that. I was actually just looking at that and seeing that he's been called back for uh, his loan at Cardiff. I would have Benkovic because, to be honest with you, Benkovic, when he was at us the last time, apart from when he got injured, he was solid. He's a goal for it as well. But his quality, you, you don't pay was it, six, 13 million, 16 million for somebody if they haven't got qualities about them. So I would take him. But you don't know because there's a boy, Mark McKenzie, uh, yeah. for America. But supposedly he's about to sign for Genk. So. See, I don't, I don't think Ben Kifitz a, a gamble because he's been. He's been yep. to Celtic before he's played. He, he knows what what the expectations are at, at the club. So, I think that would probably be a no-brainer for mm. for Neil Lennon. Obviously, Brendan Rodgers, the Leicester manager, mm. I'm sure if Celtic contacted them, they would try and uh, do each other a favour. Surely they have done, Anton, because you could hear your voice. You sound uh, you're definitely up for that, Benkovic, to come from Leicester. Well, the thing is, he's like I say, he's quality. He, he knows the league. Like, like Barry says, he knows the league. He played 27 games. He obviously won the treble, so he's got the quality he needed. He obviously has played in the centre of the area, so isn't it like it's going to be something completely new to him? So it, it would be good for, like you say, short-term fix, but all in all, I think after this season, Celtic need a overhaul for the full squad. What about goalkeeper? Should Celtic be signing a, a goalkeeper in the window? It doesn't look like they're going to because Neil Lennon refers to Barkas as his number one now um, and they've got another couple in the in the background. Um, mm. Should should they be signing a goalkeeper, Anton, in your view? I was, gu- I was gutted to see Forrester play so well against Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that wasn't great. But to be honest with you, I think you've got to, I think what you've got to remember is when players come from different countries, it takes them time to settle in, regardless whether they're a goalie, striker, centre midfielder. The language is different, the food's different, the lifestyle's different. But there was the no pandemic. time there was but there was no time this season, was there? there you know, no, you, you had to, you had to hit the ground running this season. Yeah. So to be fair, I think he sticks with him, but also you've got Hazard there. I would I would I would try and play Hazard as much as possible as well because the lad hasn't done anything wrong. Yeah. Good point, uh, Connor Hazard. It was tough yeah, for I, him. I, I, yeah. I would have kept him in. Uh, personally speaking, I would have kept Connor Hazard in the team. I, did, I didn't see the, I, the I reason to bring did, back Barkas. I thought he did fine. I know he made a couple of mistakes uh, in the cup final. Yeah, yeah but um, he recovered from them. Exactly. I was just about to say that. Sorry. The penalties. <laughs> Fantastic saves for the penalties. Yep. He's definitely a, a, a goalkeeper. 
he's really young for a goalkeeper, 22 in terms of his experience, but he's certainly potential to be Celtic number one for the next 10, 15 years. Anton, can we ask you, how do you feel about Celtic in Dubai? There's been a furore, everyone wants to pile in and have their say on it. I know it doesn't look that great, I get that, but uh, what do you feel? Everybody's getting excited, all the the guys going away. They've obviously planned this in months in advance. The government okayed it. If the Scottish FA okay that because just because they're sitting nineteen points behind, it doesn't mean that you change everything yeah. like it's worked in previous seasons. The guy they're still the guys still work. They're still doing a job. They still it's not like they're going there and they're sitting doing nothing because yeah. obviously I've seen the pictures and the videos of them training. So they're getting they're fairly putting the work in while they're there. Yeah. So for me, I I don't see any problem. But I just think it's folk. Morning for the sake of morning, to be honest. Anton, what about tonight? Man United against Man City. Who do you think's going to win? I would say Man United, and only because the fact is, is that Man City teams supposedly ravaged the COVID. I see so, that. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would say Man. I'd say United. United are, are managing to win horribly just now. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it isn't, a, it isn't a bad thing. But then again, I watched uh, Man City. The first half they were Anton, the first half they were unbelievable. Last twenty five minutes of the first half I thought they were unbelievable to watch. Yeah, they were I they just knocked it was just the way they knocked the ball out for the goals and stuff like that. It just made like you're looking at Chelsea and you're thinking you've just spent two hundred million on what? Because they just the players didn't look like they were even there. So Yep. And Anton, final thing, do you remember Colin Bell of course, uh, of Man City? The number eight Man City players will wear um, the replica strip tonight, certainly when they come out. Remember Colin Bell? Bit before my time. Bit before your time. <laughs> Robbie was an amazing player, wasn't yeah, he? He was. He was yeah. a he was a, a Rolls Royce of a of a midfield player. You wonder who, how he would have done in the modern game, but you know, if you comparisons with likes of David Silva, the way David yeah. Silva used to glide through games. Was, was Colin, it that good? Colin Bell was a fantastic. I, I, I've fantastic only seen player. highlights. Obviously, it's been on Sky Sports because mm. he's just passed away, and, and and obviously some of the goals that you see are Part of an amazing Man City team as well. Mm. Was he that good? Yeah, yep. oh, yeah. And oh, they named a the stand after him, so yeah. that's not bad, is yeah. it? Indeed. We're waiting for the Ferguson stand to I go. I think up it could happen. And <laughs> Anton, listen. Thanks for calling. Final thought from you before you go, then. Have you any hope you think Celtic could still narrow the gap? Or could could they catch Rangers? Never say never. Never say never. There's a motto for bond, 2021. A bond-like a bond question. And, and that's uh, what response. Neil Lennon, yeah, the Celtic manager, yeah. will, and that's what all the Celtic players will, will uh, be saying the same thing. They, they can't give in. Because if they gave in, they would get absolute pelters. So but I fully expect I tell, them... I can tell you... Sorry, I can uh, tell yeah. you if, if uh, Rangers do win the league... I'm not coming on here for a, a few months because I, I, I don't want to keep We've got your number, Anton. <laughs> we'll call you. <laughs> Anton, thanks very much for calling. Speak to you soon. All the best. Cheers. All the best. Cheers. 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 Bye. Bye. The Radio Football Show. Let's go. Thanks to Chris for the travel throughout the show, the Go Radio Football Show, with our friends at OPC Energy Limited. You can call the former Rangers and Scotland captain Barry Ferguson, Scotland's top commentator oh, and pundit. They're very kind. Oh, oh no, it's Rob. <laughs> no, that's somebody else. Yeah, no, oh, okay. Rob McLean. Yeah, he's okay. our number. We, 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 we look out and be where's Rob if he's not doing the? I mean, the cup finals and the, the top games. We're looking for Rob. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm watching some of the BBC games and. Obviously, I like to watch all the football, and I'm I'm looking around, and Rob's no 
Never commenting in the BBC games now. Right, right into complaint. Yeah, I will do. This is a shameless plug. I'll, 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 I can email now, yeah. so ah, I'll true. email in. That's true. There's some great talent there as well, of course, we should say. Indeed. <laughs> Rob McLean and me. Paul Other Cooney. presenters and commentators are, are available. available. Yeah. Yeah. He is the finest in his price range. That's <laughs> <laughs> that old gag, isn't it? Yeah. After dinner. Listen, thanks to everyone making the switch, joining us every night, five till seven. We'll take you right through the winter into the spring. When a season when Celtic started hoping for 10 in a row and Rangers very much in pole position. 19 points clear, three games in hand for Celtic, but uh, there's quite a gap now. But Barry Could Ferguson... Could I just ask, yeah. what, what are the games in hand? Right. They, have, they, yep. have, they so, be, have they been scheduled yet? No. I don't think they have, have they? When are they? We're questions, aren't we? Mirren's one of them, isn't it? Yeah. It was one of the games that uh, was postponed. We'll check and we'll come back to you. We could have done that a moment ago when producer James was in, but thank you, Barry, for putting us yeah, right on the spot. <laughs> oh, oh, 0817-17700. I was going to ask you tonight, who do you fancy for Man United against Man City? Um, I, I'm going to go for Manchester United. Why? Why? Because Ollie's been under a bit of pressure all mm-hmm. season um, and they're sitting, I think, joint top. The, the yep. Premier League are yep. sitting second in the Premier League in he's had a lot of flack um, and, and I like to see somebody who comes through that and he's certainly done that and they're producing they're not the best to watch I'll be honest with you Manchester United but do you know what he's starting to get results and they're one game away for a cup final and they've got every chance of winning the Premier League this season isn't it funny five or six weeks ago we were yes, talking about he's probably going to be leaving yep I know um, yep. obviously a lot made a Pogba he's brought him back in the last mm. couple of weeks as well and he's starting to, to play some decent stuff. I, ju- I just think you, you can get more out of Pogba. Sometimes he frustrates you. I know he's got fantastic ability. And he's, uh, yeah, I think he costs 90-odd million pounds. Um, but you, you need more for guys like that. But listen, it's great to see somebody like, like Schulzgar, obviously with the amount of criticism he got, come through it. And now Man United are, are on um, a good run of form. And they've got, as I said, a chance of... You get into a League Cup final. So I, th- bad, bad, I think bad, the, yeah. the madness of the football season is probably epitomised in the in the managerial sack race, isn't yeah. it? Because because every week there's a new contender for it. I mean, Frank Lampard is probably uh, the current incumbent for with most people about being next favourite yeah. to be the next manager sack. But but as you say, Paul, it was Solskjaer a few weeks yeah. ago. I mean, it, it's it's crazy and it's just that inc- an incredible title race and it's difficult to pick yeah, a winner. In, yeah. in terms of Frank Lampard, he did an open checkbook and yeah. the summer he went and he spent a hell of a lot of money on quite a few players uh, so he, he'll feel the pressure but that, that's the pressure you get down there the money that they can go out and, and spend on players and the salaries that they, they can spend um, as you say you go two or three bad uh, get sorry three, two or three bad mm. results you're, you're, ne- your head's in the chalkboard Mr Abramovich doesn't hang around does he, he? Doesn't. Yeah. I'm just well, lo- I'm looking at Celtic games yeah. in January they've only got four more games in January okay. so so I'm thinking nothing will have been rescheduled right. in that they've, they're at home to Hibs as we know Monday night then they're at home to Livingston the following Saturday midweek game at Livingston so they've got Livingston back to back home and away so yeah that must obviously be a rescheduled game and then it's uh, Celtic against Hamilton on the last Wednesday of January and so thank you James well, you're, yeah. you're looking at the fixtures Rob and yeah. they're winnable fixtures yeah 
Yeah, well, three three at home. Yep. Although the away game, the away games at Livingston, and I guess you've got two against Livingston, and at the moment that's not great yeah. because they're flying under Davy Martindale, Absolutely. aren't they? So to answer the question, producer James has helped. I was ah, right. Well St Mirren is one of them. That was about COVID. Aberdeen was COVID as well, and Livingston uh, because of the cup final. Remember that game went off. Well done, James. Yep. Brilliant. Thank you. I wondered what he was here for. There, there we go. There we go. <laughs> got the answer. But. Uh, who do you fancy, Man United or Man City? Man City, yeah, I'm going for. Right, so I'm, yeah. I'm going to disagree with the great man mm-hmm. uh, for once. Generally, we agree, but just just because of what they turned on first half yeah. at the weekend against Chelsea, when when Man City play like that, not only are they, are they a joy to watch, uh, there's no beating them. Mm. Yeah, they were certainly fantastic. Mm. But that last 25 minutes of the first half against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, they were. I, I was in awe watching them. Some of the football they play. I'm going to go with Man United. Mm-hmm. I'm looking there. Leicester, I've got the new training ground there. And you know, oh, you talk have about you seen it, it. No, £100 million, pounds, though. That's the point. What's it like, Barry? Yep. Frightening. Yep. I've seen pictures of it. Um, i seen an article where it was written about it because they were obviously leaving their, their old uh, training ground that had been there for 100 years and they were, they're passing that on to the women's, women's. Yep. Uh, the women's team. Um, but this new place is out of this world. 100 million and, and they're saying that will attract because um, Leicester let's be honest they're, they're a very good team they've got a lot of top players and Brendan Rodgers I heard an interview saying that them building that new training ground he's hopeful that that will entice the top end players to come to Leicester yeah um, there was all that talk when he left Celtic wasn't there why is he why could he possibly be going to Leicester City a mid, mid-table English team well you know I mean, they've done amazing things since he joined. There would still be, uh, among the Celtic fans, a question uh, about the timing of his departure, yeah. but maybe not the destination, because mm-hmm. because Leicester are, are, are a club who are you know flying high at the moment. Yeah, that, that mean, mean for me, they've got every chance they've been been called a top six team. Yeah, I mean, you watch them and you see, you see the players that they've got in their team. Fantastic stadium. And now this this training ground, you need to go and have a look at it. It's it's. I'll do it's that. Scary. We yeah. could we could yeah. deviate on the boogie bus. We could go to Leicester <laughs> yes, on our way to London. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. Brendan would ha- would have you in, Barry. Yeah, you can. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fine. He would indeed. But it's just we don't realise it, don't we? We're obviously you know we're here. We're Scottish. We love the Scottish game, but the money in the English game is phenomenal, and we just don't realise it. Do we? You think well, he's gone to Leicester? Yeah. And then, I mean, there, there, is no com- training ground. there is no comparison. There is no. No. I mean, you yeah. know, we, we can we think back to the days when Rangers and Celtic were able to compete. Money-wise, wages-wise, with transfer fees, and you know, it's a couple of decades ago. But we can still think back to those times. I mean, we are not in the same postcode. No, I mean, I've heard like managers up here like we can't even compete with we League Two and non-league in the conference um, down in England. Well, um, apart from Rangers and Celtic, who who have got a bit of money to go and spend, but. You listen to some of the managers doing interviews, and that's, I mean, Muddle's a prime example. That's They, they look at the conference mm-hmm. to go and get players. Mm. They can't compete with League Two in England, League One, and you know what the champions, uh, the championship yeah. in England yeah. means. Some of the money that they pay, the transfer fees that they pay in the championship is, is unbelievable. Well, it's been quite a week. We had what seemed like the cup final at the weekend for the title. Rangers beating Celtic 1-0, but uh, Rangers, well, nobody's, Celtic are not conceding it yet and Rangers not accepting it. Still a long way to go, but with 19 points in it, what is going to happen? Neil Lennon took the players then at five o'clock to Dubai. There's been the furore about it. He spoke briefly about it before heading out to the Middle East. Well, I think proved today that, you know, we're still in there fighting, although we have a, a long way to go now. You know, we lost this time last year, went on a brilliant run, a bit of warm 
warm weather, you know, let them get some R and R and then come back and refresh and go again. I know that's a phrase that's come back, the R&R, yeah. but you know, the training camp, I've, we've all seen the pictures as well, there's full training going on. Rob, now that it's coming towards the end of that, they're back in Friday, yep. do you think that will help them? To, in, in the sun, forget the furore of it, the yeah. fact that they're in the sunshine, yeah. getting that, you know, you go there for a reason and it's uh, for the health and the fitness and to come back for the second part of, the, of the, the football year. Yeah, and I think what will help them more than anything else is just their level of performance over the last half dozen games. You know, they're, they're back to looking something like their, their best again and now they want to, they, they, they will feel that they should have beaten Rangers rather than lose uh, on the 2nd of January and they'll want to just come back, get back to business, get back to a winning run starting against Hibs on Monday night and, and do what they can try and hang on in there uh, hope they win their, their games in hand and, and hope that the, the next two old firm games can actually mean something yep, they, they can't drop any more points they need, they need to come back they need to beat Hibs on Monday night there, there, there's no doubt about it they, they, I think they know I think Neil Lennon is a manager he'd have told his group of players no more drop points now We'll be with you all the way, taking you towards it as the broadcasters, Rob. I mean, you know, you want it to be tight yeah. at the start start of the year. You know, you never want it to be over just now because no, no. you know it has to be something to play for. No. So, uh, and, well, and realistically, I mean, yes, of course, it's possible arithmetically for Celtic to come back, but there is but, no margin for error, and yeah. that's a pressure. That's an added pressure to all the other ones that are on them at yep. the moment. I, I mean, I, I think most right-thinking. Uh, Football fans yeah. at the moment on either side of the of the divide would say it's all over. Scottish FA will not be taking any action about Celtic going to Dubai. No, nope. that's been released today because they haven't broken um, any of the laws. You know, yep. they, they left before uh, the lockdown was announced. But it, it's yeah. clear that the SFA gave Celtic the green light to, yep. to go to Dubai. That's why that'll be why there's no investigation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's plain and simple. The SFA have been fine with it and and Celtic have took the opportunity to go and get get some sun and look. We all seen the pictures of them having a couple of beers at the poolside. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but I've also now seen pictures of them doing double sessions yeah. where they're, they're getting into the fitness work. They're getting into the nitty gritty to make sure that they come back in in fine form. And that's why I'm saying. After everything's been made, they need to come back and get that yeah. three points on Monday now. It's just in the current climate, and I'm not talking about the heat of Dubai, yep. but in the in the climate here with the pandemic, yep. with things getting worse and worse at the moment rather than any better yep. as we wait for the vaccine to, to, to bite in and, and make some sort of improvement. It's just not a good look for Celtic. It's not a great PR move, is it, for them to be uh, sunning themselves in yep. Dubai uh, yep. while a lot of their fans are suffering back here. Yeah, I think there's a lot of frustration because... People can't get about their, their normal life. Yeah. I mean, people would want to go on holiday. They can't do it, obviously. And they see, obviously, Celtic taking that opportunity mm. to go away. But elite sports are allowed to go away yep. abroad. That, that's one of the things that get ticked off, that they were allowed to go and um, as long as it was for uh, to help them uh, in the current season. Yep. And Rangers, have, uh, sorry, Celtic have took that opportunity. And as I said, they're over there. They're not seeing all the... The nonsense is getting uh, written about them, yeah. but they need to come back and they need to come back firing. Meantime, let's get the vaccine rolled out to as many as possible and we get through this and then hopefully by 
end of February, March, we can get back to some kind of normal life. That's, that's we that's keep saying we that. We do. <laughs> I know, week. Barry. We have to. It is, uh, it's a difficult time. Yeah. Lockdown again. It's it's tough on mm. the, the worry for me is people's mental health. Of course, it's really but, tough. Yeah, yeah. Having getting furloughed for their work again. People yep. sitting in the houses, they can't get out. And yeah, it was bad enough first time, but when you get hit again, yeah, it's, it's tough. tough. It's tough to to, to recover from. But, but I mean, all, it, it, what we're talking about the whole Dubai issue. I mean, it's making things really interesting it throws it's going to throw the attention back on the football pitch come the weekend again uh-huh. Rangers got a massive game at Pataudry against Aberdeen Aberdeen will throw everything at them and then you know Celtic just have to have to get get rid of all that the the negative chat and, and get back to winning ways against Hibs and Robert the other end although St Mirren are far from at the other end against Motherwell who'd have thought this would be the case I wonder who do you reckon is going to be the manager um by well, the weekend, I, I certainly would would think Tommy Wright um, as the as the right man to steady the ship and and to keep Keith Lasley on board as well. I think that could be a good uh, management setup to get Motherwell firing again. Yeah, for me, it's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. He, he knows the league inside out. He's seen the success he had at St Johnson again, similar to Motherwell. Not a very big budget, um, and he, as I said, he's a very experienced manager. I'm just surprised in his time at St Johnson that a bigger club didn't come in yeah. and prize him away. Um, so I, I think it would be a wise choice if Muddle um, went for Tommy Wright and Rob again. What he said and keep Keith uh, Keith Lasley there because he has been a um, when he in his playing days mm. very good for Muddle. He's now in his coaching assistant manager, so it'd be a wise choice to keep him him there as well. And they'll be hoping they can do what David Martindale has done at Livingston, Rob. Yeah, which is remarkable. They've won nine, nine. of their wow. of their last ten, and what a good job Jim Goodwin's done as well. Yep. And he's got Eamon Brophy uh, on a pre-contract for the summer. Maybe that will happen as a permanent deal in the course of the month. But what a time St Mirren are having! Great, Rob. You'll be back tomorrow night with yep. Yep. with Craig Moore and uh, with Davey Proven. Davey Proven as well. So it's the old firm double act tomorrow night. And uh, Barry, we'll see you on Friday with Cy Ferry back, uh, well behaved, and he'll be with us at five. Yep. Thanks. It. That's yes. it from us. Good night. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk.